Book of Matthew, 8th chapter. Very familiar territory. We'll begin uh, with verse 1. Bible said, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. What a story. Just a few verses, just a few sentences. Great multitudes following him. And one old pitiful leper pushed his way to the front. And when he got there in the presence of the Lord, you see what the Bible said he did? He worshipped him. Praise God. Wonder what kind of worship service he had there on his knees at the feet of Jesus. I'd say he was giving him his very best. Wouldn't you? Surely he was bowed down in his presence. Uh, it must have been a time he was having. He came in faith and hope and confidence because he said, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. I know that God can do it to him. There's nothing to it. I know he'll see you through it. Come on now. I know you can if you only will. Jesus said, I will. Be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Praise God. Would you lift your hands and pray? I, I really don't have a, a, a whole lot here tonight, but I felt like the Lord, and I don't say it lightly, but I felt like God dealt with my heart. I was in revival not too long ago up in Nicholson, Georgia. Brother Marty Smith, pastor's... Uh, Pentecostal fire baptized holiness church. Boy, that's a mouthful to say. It's, it takes a big wide sign to put all that on there. But he pastors that small church there in Nicholson, Georgia. And uh, I guess I'll never forget one night he got up and he told this story. He told about uh, going into Athens. Athens, Georgia is nearby, uh, the closest big town to where he pastors. And Athens pretty good sized place. And he was talking to us about being up in Athens a little earlier. And he said, uh, my wife and I was going there to do some business. And uh, we got off the exit ramp, getting ready to go up into town. And he said, I will never, ever forget. He said, I guess as long as I live, I'll never forget the, the, the sight that I beheld at the end of that exit ramp. He said, there was a young woman. And uh, he began to describe how black her hair was. And, and uh, immediately he got on her countenance, said the thing that jumped out at him was her sad countenance. It looked like she had just been, uh, you know, through a terrible calamity. Said she really didn't look like a user, didn't look drunk, didn't look like she was high on drugs or dope, but said there was something about her countenance. He said, she looked so sad. Amen. And uh, so desperate, that's the word he used. So sad and so desperate. And he said uh, she was standing at the off-ramp there at the intersection holding up a sign. And uh, I know, I know I could almost hear you thinking already. I've saw them, you've saw them. I've seen them with all kinds of signs. And we've mentioned this here before, I'm sure. I've saw them with 
uh, big old fat dogs tied to the stop sign. I didn't care nothing about helping them kind of folks. Or a pack of Marlboros in their front shirt pocket. I didn't care anything about helping them folks. Well, I've seen some standing, you know, holding signs, begging for money, dressed better than I was dressed. Now, I didn't care nothing about helping them kind of folks, but Brother Smith said there was something about the, the countenance of this young woman, said she was holding up a sign, and her sign uh, just said something very simple. She held up her little sign. It just said, I need a miracle. She's just standing there at that intersection, holding up that sign. Looked so desperate, so sad. And all it said was, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. That's what I want to preach to us about here, if the Lord would help me. Amen. Uh, since he told that story, I couldn't seem to get it off my mind. It's running over and over and over, and God began to talk to me. And I took his little story to my prayer closet. I got to praying about it. Brother Smith said, I, I wish probably a hundred times later on that I'd have pulled over and at least talked to her, prayed with her, tried to get a better understanding of what kind of miracle it was that she was after. He said, but like I've done so many times before, I didn't pay much attention at the time. He said, I, I read her little sign and I just kept on going down the road, amen. He said, oh, I wish I'd have turned around. I, I got to thinking, got to praying, got to seeking God. Now I got to, I got to uh, digging a little bit. You know what a miracle is? One man said a miracle is an effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human and natural powers. Hallelujah. A miracle is a supernatural event. A miracle is something that's unexplainable, amen, by the human intellect. A miracle, quite simply put, is something that comes down from heaven. It's something that only God can give. And that woman stood there on the side of the highway with her little sign that said, I need a miracle. While I was praying about that, you know, it's been several weeks ago. I've been praying, seeking God about it, and I got to thinking about all those that I read about that came to Christ in the pages of the uh, New Testament, especially in the four Gospels. And I saw uh, this leprous man. The Bible said that when Christ came down from the mountain, and great multitudes followed him. That's usually what happened. Anytime you see a picture of Christ in those gospels more often than not, he's not in a solitary place. He's not just with a handful. But more times than not, there's a great multitude following him. Some are following out of curiosity, merely wanting to see some miraculous event take place. Others are following, amen, out of curiosity. Praise God, they just are watching to see, amen, things that, that might come to pass as they follow along. Some, as the Sunday school teacher taught us this morning, were merely following for the fishes and the loaves. They wanted to be benefited by his miracle working power. But there was some in those multitudes in Jesus.
Jesus day that followed him out of desperation they followed him because they were needy they needed a miracle and they knew he was the one that could get it to them come on now amen listen I was praying today asking God I said God surely there will be somebody in the house of God on Easter Sunday night that will be in need of a miracle surely there will be somebody amen that will be in need of a supernatural event something only God can give hallelujah I got to thinking about those multitudes following Christ when he came down off of that mountain I got to thinking about the boldness and the courage of that leprous man as he pushed his way to the forefront of that crowd he fell down and he began to worship Christ hey listen that's a good way to approach him if you're here tonight and you need a miracle a good way to go about getting that miracle is begin to worship him find you a place to give him honor give him glory for what he's already done for you worship him for who he is praise God amen find you a place to give him praise if I'm too loud, just keep turning me down, brother. It seems awful loud to me, but you just, you just, amen. If it gets too loud, just do like this, and you'll know what to do. Hallelujah. Uh, I need a miracle. That's what I come to talk to us about here tonight. That man gave us, uh, amen, a pattern on how to receive what it is that Christ has for us. He pushed his way past everybody else. Hey, I, I, I want to be the first one to tell you here tonight, if you get what you got, what you need from God, you're going to have to push past me. Come on now. Because I'm going to be right up in the front. Trying to get mine. Come on now. You got to push past the person on the pew beside of you. Come on here. I know it don't sound very Christian in our way of thinking, but when miracles are being handed out, it's every man for himself. Come on and help me right here, somebody. Ask the man laying at Bethesda's pool under them five porches. It was every man, every woman for their self. Amen. If you get what you need from God, amen, you're going to have to get a hold of it for yourself. And in order to do that, you need to find your place to honor him. He's been good to you. He's blessed you. He's helped you. He's touched your life. Come on now. He sent you, amen, touch after touch, healing after healing, miracle after miracle. He woke you up in your right mind this morning, started you on your way. You got shoes on your feet, amen, clothes on your back. He's fed you all you could hold all day long. He's blessed you. He's loaded you today with benefits, praise God. That's enough to worship him for, for a little while. I said, that's enough to worship him for. Praise God, lift your hands and give him a good praise here. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. He worshiped him. Then he made his confession before the Lord. He said, Lord, if thou wilt, Thou canst make me clean. You know the story. 
Bible said Jesus put forth his hand and touched him and he said I will be thou clean and immediately his leprosy departed amen and he was cleansed praise God amen an effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers that's what that woman on the side of the highway was wanting holding her little sign that said I need a miracle I need a supernatural intervention in my life I need more amen than your nickels your dimes your quarters and your dollar bills I need something that only God can send me I need a miracle praise God that's what I'm looking for here tonight amen you're looking at a needy man and I've got a feeling I'm not the only man in this building that needs a move of God needs a miracle praise God at home or in your body in your finances whatever it is anybody else here need a miracle praise God I'm talking about needy folks listen we can get to where he is if we want to I got to thinking and I feel like God got to helping me I uh, remembered her little sign and I couldn't get the image that Brother Smith painted in my mind when he was telling the story of that black haired woman standing on the side of the highway holding up her little sign and I thought what great desperation amen what great desperation it took amen for her to make her sign not only did it take desperation, I, I felt like God got to dealing with me. And I want to preach this to you tonight. I need a miracle. I got to thinking about the honesty. Amen. That it took for her to make that sign. How honest she had to become with herself in order to put her pen on a piece of paper and write write it down and get willing to stand on the side of the highway in the busy intersection for everybody to pass by and look on her everybody that can read to read her prayer request I need a miracle come on now she had to get honest with herself amen she had to get honest enough to say hey it's not my brother or my sister but it's me oh Lord standing in the need of prayer I'm the one that needs something can I preach to somebody here tonight if you get a miracle you too will have to get honest enough with yourself to be willing to confess it's me I'm the one that needs a move of God I'm the one that needs a miracle come on now hey can I preach to you one of the most discouraging things about being a traveling evangelist is going from church after church after church and looking into the faces of people just like you and preaching amen and pulling and praying and doing without food come on now in an effort to try to get help for folks and then when the altar service
service is given, uh, they sit there and look at you like they don't need anything. Uh, hey, uh, folks that get miracles uh, are honest people. Uh, I said they're honest people. Uh, it'll take honesty uh, to get your miracle from God. I need a miracle. So you're just standing there with a desperate look, a sad countenance. I need a miracle. Praise God. I got to thinking about what great humility it would take, amen, for a person to put pen to paper and stand at a busy intersection. Huh? Now I know there's some con artists our generation and there's some that, that make more money a year standing at the intersection than you and I do. Come on now. Now I understand that. But because iniquity shall abound, we cannot allow our love to wax cold. Come on now. Huh? I know there's some shysters, but I'm talking about real folks. Genuine folks that really need help. Have you ever stopped to consider the great humility it would take to make a sign out of a piece of paste? Board and stand on the side of the highway begging nickels and dimes. I, uh, I uh, haven't had to do that up to this point in my life. And uh, upon having read the Bible, I do not foresee any time in the future me having to make me a sign and stand on the side of the road begging money. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or God's seed begging bread. Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto thee. But listen, I, things can turn around in a moment. Things can happen real fast. Don't think I'm preaching a lack of faith. But if I, if I ever was to come to that place, I wondered... If I'd have the humility that it would take to make my sign and go down to the corner and let all the world see my desperation. That little woman with an issue of blood had absolutely no business being in the crowd where Christ was. Leviticus 13 through 15 said she was unclean. She was untouchable. And she couldn't touch anybody else because if she did, they became unclean as well. But desperation and neediness, amen, pushed her to get to where he was. And she said, if I can but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Praise God. Amen. When virtue flowed out of his body because she touched the hem of his garment he said who touched me and turned around to see and there she was she came and told him all the matter amen she was needy she was humble enough and desperate enough to do whatever she had to do to get into the presence of the Lord I thought about the centurion that had a servant sick back at the house and the humility it took for him to tell Christ 
Christ. Oh no, you don't have to go to my house. You see, I'm a man under authority and I have people working for me. I say to this one, go and that one get gone and that's what they do. If you will just speak the word, I know my servant will live. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, if you get what you need from God, you're gonna have to get honest and willing to confess you need it and you're gonna have to get humble enough where it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I wonder if I could have had enough of these maybe to inquire as you come through the church door. Anybody need a miracle? Anybody need a miracle? Anybody need a miracle? Maybe pin this to your shirt. Wonder how many have really been willing to strut around through this service with a big old bold sign for everybody to read. I need a miracle. 